Welcome everybody. This is Emilio Garcia from Boundify Live. I'm really excited today. We have a wonderful guest. Guillermo Arenas is joining us from HubSpot. And as all of you will know, we will discuss today how do you optimize your B2B website in terms of performance, security, and definitely results using this wonderful platform, HubSpot CMS. And Guillermo knows it very well, and I'll let Guillermo introduce himself. Guillermo, welcome. Thank you, Emilio. It's a pleasure to be here. I am a channel consultant in HubSpot. I work for the LAT customer success team. I've been working in HubSpot for a while now. For It's going to be three years in January. I always love to do this with my partners, and it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Three years, and a very interesting one, the last one, I bet. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's been a, full, a year full of ups and downs. We launched uh, a lot of products, so that was a great thing. Then COVID hit, and then it's been like a crazy roller coaster ride. You know, this, but I'm very excited for for what's coming in the next year, and especially with the CMS. That actually we launched the CMS Hub this year, and it was one of our best uh, launches yet because the product is is very robust and it's been helping a lot of our customers. Yes, I, we can testify to that as uh, some of you that know me uh, knows we as an agency, we like eat what we sell, I guess that will be the word. We use Hopsuit for a lot of our internal processes, not just for our clients and Hopsuit CMS is part of it too. And I, I agree, it, the, the platform has evolved incredibly the last year. And so really excited to what you are going to show us today, Guillermo. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited too. So I guess we can start. I have a, I have a small deck that we can use as a guide so we move forward. Can we share the, the screen? There we go. It's so right. basically, we're going to talk about three main things today. For those of you who are not um, very familiar with the CMS concept or what is a CMS and what CMSs are out there, we're going to go over what is a CMS. We're going to go over typical website structure, how we see the, the typical website structure and how it fits into either many of the CMSs that we see in the market today and how they fit, how, the, how this structure fits into HubSpot's CMS and the different the different options you have what, uh, when hosting your content in HubSpot. And then we're gonna go over nine critical elements that every homepage should have. And this is the, the most important thing of our presentation today because we're gonna see examples of elements that every homepage uh, should have. So if you're ready, we can get started. Okay, so let's start with what is a CMS? CMS um, stands for Content Management System, and it's a computer application that can be used to create, manage, and edit digital website content. So basically any, any um, computer application that you use to create website, digital website content, that is a, a CMS. So what are the benefits of a CMS platform? You can use a drag and drop interface to build web content. And this has been um, one of the biggest things so far in terms of usability that the UX and UI of the modern CMS is about how easy it is to use it because you don't need, back in the day, websites were very static and websites were, uh, were very similar to, let's say a catalog or, or a brochure where you just, it was pretty static and it, it didn't change over time and it wasn't adaptable and it, and it didn't depend on um, your visitors or in, in, it didn't have smart content. It was just the website that somebody built for you and it's, it was like a business card or, or a business catalog. 
now the, the, the idea is that websites should be more dynamic and adaptable to your different visitors. So the, the benefits of a CMS platform, um, basically you can use a drag and drop interface to build web content. You don't need to know coding. You don't need to know any of that backend uh, stuff that you needed to, to uh, know back in the day to make changes. So that way the marketers don't depend on the engineers the the web developers to make changes because that could take a while depending on how big your your organization is so it's very useful for that but without leaving the web developers aside we give them more power because they can code more custom solutions so they can use the ux and they can use the the power let's say that the that's powering the website to create more better experiences for the visitors and better security so that brings that also brings better security to the website so it's a win-win situation here it's easy for the marketer it's easy for the developers it's easy for security it's better for security so it's a great overall solution we've been talking about hubspot's cms but who else makes a cms and of course who comes to mind wordpress right like it's two out of three um websites in the world are made on WordPress, and that's huge. They're the biggest player out there. But who else makes WordPress? Th these might seem uh, familiar to our viewers. Squarespace, Wix, Drupal, Joomla, and there are many others that you can use. These vary in usability and how robust they are. So what makes HubSpot's CMS so special, and why are we so excited about this launch? It's because we've seen a problem with CMSs that they're either hard to use for a non-coder or they're not very customizable and they are not friendly to developers. So, it, and we see a lot of these examples where some of them are easy, some of them are closed or what we call closed garden, right? HubSpot is located up here where we see that it's easy to use for a non-coder and I myself use it and I'm not a coder at all. I just use a drag and drop uh, functionality to create very powerful pages. For, and those who are developers, they are very, they're very happy with what we can offer in terms of customizability and friendliness for them. So they can customize the security, they can customize different aspects of the website, but also while giving the marketer that opportunity to do it easily. I don't know how your experience has been with this, with our CMS. No, definitely. I, I completely agree with you that in my own experience, we started on the no coding side, right? Like solutions like Weebly or Wix or yeah. something similar. And then at the beginning, it solves the problem so well, you start working on it. But as you mature as a company and as a, either the person that is behind the marketing effort, you discover that you need to do something else, right? You start hurrying about, but you need to improve on speed or changes on the website and then you have you start discovering that you, you have to go behind writing again and that's when those kind of platforms usually be for a good reason right they do it in a way so make it easy to the user so they don't break down the, the website but at the end of the day for power users it becomes a problem and obviously if you want to go for the other way around the issue is that even to do the simplest thing you either have to study a lot or bring and pay someone that uh, knows how to you know, code, and that becomes also a problem. So I think that there's a 
very delicate compromise there. And having that idea, that intuition of having a product that is both built for the user, the marketer, but also have the flexibility to, to build uh, more robust solutions when required, it's a good move. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's exactly what, what we were looking for. So basically, and we, we know that the website is not only the CMS, right? You need other tools that you need to connect to build and manage a website. For example, you need hosting. You need to be able to create website pages, landing pages, blogs. You need to send out emails. You need to have SEO tools. You need to have forms. You need to insert CTAs for, for conversion. You need analytics. You need security. You need the possibility to uh, be able to test, make A-B testing, video hosting. So all of these different components are included in many different solutions, such as one-on-one, Joomla, Instapage, WordPress, MailChimp. I can, and there are many examples for, for all of this. And we see that many of our, of our customers, before they start using HubSpot's CMS, they use many of these other tools that are great but that are very hard to integrate into one solution or to integrate for somebody who is running the, the website and who's responsible for the website performance to be able to control many of these tools at the same time. And that's basically one of the biggest features that we have in HubSpot because the HubSpot CMS has all of these features in one platform. HubSpot has all of this in one platform. Um, platform. So that's basically one of the one of the biggest reasons why most of our customers are very happy with switching over to using HubSpot's CMS. Yeah, and you have made a super valid point here because I can literally attest to that. That was our path. I, I was actually posting something on, I remember a LinkedIn post or something that I saw that there is a point when you want a, a tool like this which is maybe you start simple, right? With a website builder, maybe you throw in some free Google Analytics, get a, a marketing tool. Nowadays, there are many options, but back in the day, there was a few that were either free or very expensive. Yeah. And then you start building, eventually you need a landing page builder. Eventually you need all these different tools. And there's a point where you balance out all the experience or the, the expertise that you need to manage all the tools. And they never really connect to each other nicely. It's just uh, some level. And when you have a platform, and that's the other thing. I think one thing that have changed over the, the past few years, and the reason is moving from IT to marketing, is that the website is not just an IT thing anymore. It becomes part of the business. It's part of this, the acquisition channel of a business. So it becomes relevant that it's connected to the customer experience and to the business itself. That's absolutely right. And for us, we, we see the website as the biggest tool for, you know, creating leads, right? If you're, if you are interested in generating leads in, in working with these leads and nurturing these leads, the website is the place where you want to do this. So your website has to be able to do many things more than just like it was back in the day to just show what, where your office was located like basically what your team was and what your services were. So you have to be able to adapt. The good thing and the that the good thing about HubSpot CMS is that even though it has all of these features in one platform, you don't need to use all the features that HubSpot offers. For example, if you want to use Google Analytics instead of HubSpot's analytics, if you want to use SiteLock instead of HubSpot security, if you want to use 
the the uh, WordPress for your blog, if you want to use uh, Mailchimp for your email, you can still do it and still connect through our many different integrations these different tools with HubSpot. So you have the option to either have the all-in-one or the or connect different tools to HubSpot. That's why we moved from an all-in-one solution to an all-on-one where many other tools can converge and talk to HubSpot. So that's what we were looking for. Another great thing is that web pages built in HubSpot use responsive design out of the box. And responsive design is so important because web content scales dynamically depending on the device it's on. And now that more than ever, we have different screens. Now the iPhone that just was, that was released last month has the biggest screen for an iPhone. And then it has the iPhone mini. And then it has the other, like the regular sized iPhones. The different screen sizes are, are, are great. And if you talk about other, um, I'm not very familiar with other brands of, of cell phones, but I'm guessing it's, it's the same thing. And if you talk about the tablets, it's, of course, the iPad that has iPad mini, iPad, the regular iPad, the iPad Max, iPad Pro. It has, there are many different screens. And the great thing about the, the responsive content is that an estimated 60%, at least 60% of all web traffic comes from mobile devices. And every single piece of content that you create in HubSpot's CMS is automatically responsive. So it's a great thing. You can make your website responsive and make your website smart, which is another amazing feature that the HubSpot CMS has, which is you can create a different experience of a website experience for different types of visitors. So visitors who are already customers can see something different than a first time visitor or somebody who lives in another country or somebody who connects to your website or visits your website from, uh, let's say a cell phone versus a, a, a tablet, right? It's, it can be responsive, it can be smart. So you can create different experience to tailor those experiences to each visitor is huge because you create a almost a personalized experience in your website for the customers and the customer feels like the website is talking directly to them. The prospect in that case feels like it's talking directly to them. You have mentioned something super valid, especially for those of us that have been doing this for a while. I believe that our inclination in the past used to be, for example, when we do when we are creating landing pages or we are creating ad copy or advertising. Like we used to be locking the past in terms of the sizes, everything was desktop first. Mm -hmm. And now as you were putting on that stat is you actually have to start with the mobile experience and it's getting fractured every single day, because as you said, right, there's now that you say mobile comes in many different sizes mm -hmm. and orientations, and yeah. you have to make sure that your experience matches all those. Even if you are not used to some of those, some size criteria. So it's really important that you have that flexibility built in. That's fantastic. Correct. Correct. And we know that search engines love responsive web pages. It's one of their favorite things. They deliver the best experience for mobile users. And we know that the majority of the users, the website visitors are coming from mobile. So that's why search engines love responsive web pages. So I want to ask for those of you who might be watching this live or who might be watching the recording of this. If they think that all HubSpot customers must build their entire website on HubSpot, meaning that every single website 
every single customer has to build their entire website on HubSpot's CMS? And the answer is no, they don't. HubSpot's customers can be either partially or fully hosted with HubSpot. And that's a great advantage because if you don't want to host your entire content in HubSpot, you can do it and still take advantage of, of some of the features that we were mentioning. You can have your website, your full website, and we're gonna see some examples. So the typical elements of a website are main website pages, blog, and landing pages. So this, these are the typical elements of a website. So a, an example of a partially hosted customer in HubSpot is they might build their main website pages on WordPress and connect through subdomains, the blog and the landing pages. So they still take, can take advantage of the drag and drop, the drag and drop tool. They can still take advantage of AB testing. They can still take advantage of CTAs, forms, smart content for their blog and landing pages. So they don't need to host their entire content in HubSpot in order to take advantage of these um, features. So that's great. And, and most of our customers, given the fact that we launched the CMS Hub recently, even though we had the CMS as an add-on for a while now, but uh, given the fact that we launched the CMS Hub recently, I would say that most of our customers for the moment being are in this type of partially hosted content where I, they have their WordPress somewhere else and, and their uh, blog and landing pages in, in HubSpot. Yeah, I, I agree on that one very well. It's true for our experience, for example, we usually have in, and it happens to ourselves itself. We started on landing pages, so testing the landing pages, then eventually migrated existing block at the beginning. We didn't want it to move all pages, but we got used to the platform and then started to use the, the block too. And finally we migrated the whole website. It, it started to make sense. I agree with you. Some other for clients, it has been sometimes it's just the blog. They start with the blog because they have not started their content strategy yet. Mm -hmm. And so they start in a blank new template uh, using the CMS. Eventually, we migrate we migrate their advertising efforts. And so landing pages enter the equation. And finally, the, the CMS, uh, the website. Uh, Correct. And for those, for our marketing professional and marketing enterprise um, customers, they, they can have all this. It includes the, the template setup, which is very, it's a great deal because we recreate your website, even if it's built, it doesn't matter where it's built. We recreate the look and feel of your website. We recreate the header, the header, the footer, the font, the photos. We recreate everything and create some templates for you to use for your blog and for your landing pages. So the subdomains that are connected from HubSpot to your main website don't have any differences in terms of look and feel. So that's, that's also a great deal. An example of a fully hosted customer is that their entire website is built on HubSpot. So the whole website is built on HubSpot. And of course, it, this, in case anybody's um, wondering about the price, the CMS professional starts at 300 per month. The CMS enterprise starts at, or is 900 a month. But this is how it looks when fully, we have a customer fully hosted in, in HubSpot. So this is the HubSpot CMS hub, and this includes a CMS a, a template setup and a website migration. So we do the whole migration for you if you want to. We move your website from your external CMS to HubSpot. So that's also a great thing. But if, like you were saying, if, if folks don't are not interested in doing that, in purchasing the CMS, they can still take advantage of most of our tools. And we have amazing integrations and they work 
seamlessly. We have a native integration with WordPress. We have really, really friendly, open um, APIs, and we have content for in integrations that can be done super easily. So it's, yeah, so it can be done. So how are we on time? Perfect. We are doing great on time. Now let's move to nine critical elements every homepage should have. So we're going to talk about nine different elements that we recommend that every page should have with examples. First of all, the headline is the first thing your visitors are going to see. Of course, it should be placed above the fold. Don't and by above the fold, meaning without having to scroll down what you, from the break, from the screen break up, that's what we call above the fold for those um, of you who are not familiar with the term. It should communicate your offer in three seconds or less, and it should be clear and simple. And we have an example for those of you who use Looker is find true power in your data, right? Looker is, they say, smart, drive better outcomes through smarter data-driven experience, but the header is find true power in your data. When you want to create different reporting or accumulate or, or not accumulate, but put together different sources of data into one system and then create reporting on that, Looker is a great tool. We use Looker internally. And if you look at the, at the headline, find the true power in your data. It's not how you use your, it's not where you store your data or, or how you gather your data is how you use your data. So find the true power in the data. So this is a great example of a headline. Um, the subheadline is the second one. It complements the title. It should have a short description of your offer, short and concise description of your offer. Oh, wow. This is a, and it should be always, I don't know why like this Spanish thing. It says always optimize it for uh, mobile as the main headline. I apologize for this. It shouldn't have been here. So Slack is a great example. So welcome to your new HQ, but the subheadline says teamwork can be hard, messy, complicated and still be the best way to work. That's why we made Slack a place where people get work done together. So this is a, a great example of a subheadline where it supports the main headline, it communicates your offer clearly, and it, it communicates the value of what you're of what you're offering. Now that I saw that this might be the I don't know, I'm the I apologize. I'm a little bit confused with with the Spanish thing, but for those of you who Yeah. The third one, our primary CTAs. Let's keep in mind that the homepage goal is to compel visitors to dig deeper into your website and move them further down the funnel. So you should include two to three calls to action that direct people to different stages of the buying cycle. And if you include these calls to action above the fold, they are, it's most likely that people are going to click on them and start their conversion path. So an example of this is AWS. And if you see, take a look here at the get started for free over here, and then up here to the right, it says create an AWS account and down here, register for free. These are calls to action above the fold that would make people interested in, into learning more. These types of calls to action are the ones that we recommend that are customized to who is visiting your website. And it, they should be customized because if, if, for example, if, if you have a current customer going into your account, it wouldn't make sense to ask them to create an AWS account. It wouldn't make sense to ask to get started for free or uh, learn more. 
right? They're already your customer. How can you provide value to your customers depending on the landscape of your website? You have not landscape, real estate of your, you have a big real estate area on your website, on your homepage that you can continue building relationships with your current customers. Or if customers are visiting from mobile and you know that your offer should be downloaded and it's pretty heavy, don't offer a call to action that leads to a landing page where it would be hard for a mobile user to visit. Stuff like that. So you can customize it, make it smart. You can either create lists in your uh, CRM. So you can go into HubSpot's CRM, create a list of people who match certain criteria, and then create an experience specially designed for those folks that are in that list. So this is a very powerful tool to start using and, and start working with your leads uh, to nurture your leads in a very tailored way. I don't know, Emilio, if you have experience with doing that. Yeah, yeah. And I completely agree as, as in a way that is possible, an easy way to start with call to actions. And you provided a great, a great example. If you have someone that is already using, what is the point of wasting that real estate or that clear message on someone that is already a client or someone is already a registered user, just set, offer them maybe sign in instead of just register. And they feel like small things that you can do, but they improve the experience for the user for sure. Yeah, they, they make a, a big difference. Supporting image. Depending on your product, images might be more important than others. Of course, if you are in the hotel industry, if you're in the restaurant industry, if you sell things that are visually, that can be appealing visually, you should take time and invest into great either images or videos. So, because most people are visual. So make sure to use an image or even a short video that clearly indicates uh, what you offer. And you should, Use images that capture emotion and cause action. And please avoid cheesy stock photos that are used, especially the free ones that are used in so many other places that you are almost familiar with the, with the people in the, in the meeting room that are talking behind the computer. They, we know them, like don't use, if possible, don't use stock photos because they, they create the opposite reaction. Tesla. So I want to drive this car and the, it's visually appealing. It's a very light photo in terms of, it's a very light website or homepage in terms of words, but the image is what takes, I would say like 90% of the real estate here. Yeah. And it's yeah. a very, right. You want, you want to drive this car. You want to learn more about the car. You, especially if you're familiar with the brand, this is something that what happens I don't know if, if people are familiar with uh, Tesla dealerships. They're not even a dealership. They're like stores inside malls where people can just go and take a look at two cars and like, get in, take a photo of their of them inside a Tesla. Because this is a one of those products that are very aspirational in terms of I would love to have a Tesla when I grow up, you know, kind of thing. So the image supports that idea and that brand message. So Tesla is a great example for this. I don't know if, what, what you think about the photo. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. As you say, there's the photo in the photo, the car is the hero. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Benefits. So it's not only important to describe what you do, but also why it matters. Prospects want to know about the benefits of buying from you, but you should still keep the copy lightweight and easy to read. 
You should speak the language of your customers and, and avoid jargon. Even though we might feel a little bit motivated to speak in terms of what we think that our the, the language of what our customers speak, and we can, it, it can be a mistake if we start talking in jargon or if we start putting a lot of acronyms because some customers are, some prospects are not going to know what they mean and they're going to lose interest and move somewhere else. So speak the language of your customers and avoid jargon and hard to cipher acronyms. That one that yeah. you mentioned is, is really relevant because it applies to many things. Sometimes when I have conversations with new clients and we are discussing effort, demand generation efforts, we said, how will your prospects look for your products and services? And I always make that point of, don't tell me how do you call your products and services, how you describe them. I want to know how your, how your prospects are looking for it, which is going to be a completely different term. And as you said, that's when you have those terms that are not, that are jargon, that is the, not what the insiders know or use. And it's more about what, and it's more about what people actually type mm -hmm. in, right? So your website should yeah. reflect that. It should be catered not just to the person that is knowledgeable or the, the person that is already using a similar product, but someone that is completely unaware of your solution or even the problem. And, and your copy should reflect that. Exactly. Exactly. And here we have an example of HubSpot's website where it's a very easy value proposition where we said we offer a complete CRM platform with all the tools and integrations you need to grow better. Whether you want to increase leads, accelerate sales, streamline customer service, or build a powerful website, that's the description of our four hubs, marketing, sales, service, and CMS hub right there in a very short and simple sentence. If you want to increase leads, we could talk for hours about our marketing hub, but that's basically what you want, increase leads, accelerate sales for our sales hub, streamline customer service for our service hub, or build a powerful website with our CMS. They're powerful alone, but even better when used together. And then you have the different calls to action that we mentioned a, a while ago. All right, social proof. Social proof is a powerful indicator of trust. You should include a few of your best short quotes on the homepage, link to case studies if available, and especially adding a name and photo to these quotes gives the testimonials more credibility. And I know somebody who does this really well. <laughs> I don't know if this is familiar to you. Yes, Maybe yes. you can talk uh, more about this. Yeah, I agree with you. It's really important to have testimonials provide you social proof. You can do it in many ways. A question that usually I get asked when I make that suggestion is how do you get them? Obviously, first, you have to have a great product or in the case of a service, you have to provide a, a great experience. But how you can be opportunistic about how to get them without being pushy with your clients and you don't want to you don't want to create a, a a bad scenario there. So one way that we use is that we have our NPS survey, and because we provide a service, is not something that you get every single day. It's not transactional in nature. It's more about the relationship every three months or something like that. And obviously, we monitor closely what our clients answer. And when we have a great review, we usually make a follow up question: How would you describe Boundify to your friends? 
or to your college. And that is the start of that conversation. If we have something great that a client is telling about us, then obviously we said, would you mind if we have a testimony on our website? And that's how we, uh, over time, have collected them. Really important. Another question that I get sometimes is, I'm starting a brand new business. I have no clients. How am I supposed to get testimonials? And in that case, I suggest you do something strategically free, right? Even it yeah. can't be going for your the, the, the potential clients that we notice for. Do something small, like a small project. And practically in exchange for, obviously they have a good experience for a testimonial. And that's a way that you can get good reference even before having any paying customer. It can be for your product or service. And um, that's a way to start, but really important to have them on both website pages and landing pages when you are doing any company. Yeah. And for some, and this might not be a B2B strategy, but for some smaller brands that are just starting, that's basically how influencer marketing works you sh ship them your products and wait for them to give you a shout out on social media or to write a review because that creates that social proof that's created by other folks using your product people can relate to them and say okay if chris found that boundify did this and that they're awesome for him they might be awesome for me as well and also make sure that these are true and Obviously, no stock photos. If you don't, have, if you have a, if you don't have a picture of, of, it's better to have a picture. But if you don't, just go and look up a stock photo of somebody, because I've seen a lot of like stock headshots and in, in, in many websites. So if you don't have it, just don't include it. But yeah, this social proof is is very important to have on your homepage. Let's move to number seven. To decrease bounce rate, give your visitors a clear path into your website from the homepage. Make sure navigation is visible at the top of the page. Make it simple and easy to find what they're looking for. And if possible, include a search box. And this is very relevant to those companies who have many different areas or many different lines of product that it can be overwhelming for somebody who goes into their website and wants to find a very specific product. They don't even know how to get there. So an example of this, Microsoft. Microsoft offers so many different products, but their menu is so well designed that you can, with, without, if you take a look at this for 10 seconds, where you want to go and you're going to find what you want to find because it's divided by software, PCs and devices, entertainment, business, developer and IT, and the other category. And they also have the search box right here if you want to search for something. So if I want to look for an Xbox game, I just go in here and look for an, any, anything that you might think about Microsoft is here. So that's a great example of a company that offers so many different lines of products, but that they're easy to find in, in the website. Number eight, content offer. This is pretty straightforward. To generate more leads from your homepage, feature a really great content offer. Examples can be a white paper, an ebook, a free trial, or a guide. That where this is where you can start to increase your presence in, in the market. People are going to go to your website and convert on your homepage and start that conversion path that would um, be, make them leads for you to nurture down the road. This is how you start filling the top of your funnel. So content offers are very important because of this. Lynda.com, I don't know if uh, you're familiar with it. It's a very, it's a very great example because they have this call to action 
that's also a content offer. That's a free month. So start my free month and you can take any of the courses for free for the first month. So in education, like e-learning or in software as a service, the free trial is a great way to get things moving and start putting people into your funnel. I don't know what you think about this, Miguel. Yes, no, really important. You have mentioned two things are very good best practices, right? The one that you shown on Microsoft, really relevant to if you have a very large menu, many navigations, use mega menus, right? To try to organize everything instead of having uh, layers that are hard to navigate, especially in mobile. And in the call to action, I agree with you is I, when I have conversations with clients is you always have, you always should have a leading offer. It's, mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're starting. When you're starting, maybe your leading offer is your the first consultation with a salesperson or a, a conversation with you or a trial of a product. And as you evolve and start creating content, then you might focus on the piece of content or format that you think will have the biggest or the largest impact on your audience. So it might be an ebook, it might be a guide, it might be if you have a podcast, if you have a, a webinar series, but uh, lead with an offer in all your pages. And as you said, is you have them on the navigation, you have them across the pages, you give the user many opportunities to decide where, when and where they want to engage with it. Just don't make it, you know, too annoying though. <laughs> like it feels natural to the flow of the page, uh, but if you control that, then, then uh, it will bring, as you describe, those leads that you can then nurture. Correct. And then finally, add the features. In addition to benefits, you should list some of the key features in your product. Especially, you should highlight the differences between the product and service tiers that you offer. We've seen, and especially now, nowadays, where we have many different offers, for example, let's talk about Zoom, right? There are four different plans for Zoom. How would I know which one is better for my business? And in the homepage, they can include this. It's there. It's easy. I can see the differences and I can see at least have a great idea of which one of these would fit, which one would fit with my company. And then if let's say I think I'm between these two. Okay. I, I can chat in with somebody, I can send an email, I can request uh, more information, but this gives me a very clear example of what I am going to be able to access when I sign up for each uh, of these tiers. This is something that you also see in HubSpot. As you all may know, we have three different tiers of each of the marketing sales and service hubs and two for the CMS hub. So we have starter, professional, and enterprise. So you would want to know which one is better for you and should be clear and it should be very easy for you to make that decision without having to think or explore other parts of your website. And that's it. That's it. We, with 10 minutes to spare, I don't know if you have any final thoughts. I would say to put these into practice, if, if somebody who's watching this, maybe if you have a question for me, if you want to reach out, my email address is garenas, G-A-R-E-N-A-S at hubspot.com. Or you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'd be happy to connect and go over this or, or any other marketing sales or services strategies that you might be, be thinking for you. And yeah. thank you, Emilio, for the invitation. 
No, no. Thank you for being part of this um, series, Guillermo. Really helpful information. As you said, everybody that listened or uh, watched this later, reach out to Guillermo, especially on LinkedIn. And I, I really appreciate what you have shared with us. And then for those of you that are watching or, or listening to this later, subscribe uh, and, and continue to follow us for new content. I hope that we will have Guillermo in other topics. I have some ideas for maybe the beginning of next year. And uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. And Guillermo, again, thank you. No, thank you. Have a great afternoon. Thank you afternoon. so much. You Bye -bye. too. Bye, Emilio.